0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: If you gentlemen are ready, I'm ready.
2: I was born ready.
1: Okay, well, if we're all ready, then we're ready and we can start. Everybody, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 125. And you say, God almighty, it is Kevin again. Mark's dead. Mark's dead. Long live Kevin! All pray to Kevin. <laughs> no, you know.
2: we, we overthrew Mark, and
0: uh, <laughs> we've taken over the podcast. we went to Antarctica to uh, study the penguins and write a book about them, that's, and that's get away from spiders
1: and <laughs> Honey Boo Boo. But that'll talk. We'll talk about that a little later. No, the um, what's happening? This is actually last week was unplanned. Uh, Mike was on the show to help out because Mark was not feeling well, and he then infected most of his family. I think. Uh, but this week was a planned thing. Mark is out doing uh, the university thing. Uh, I think everybody knows he's gone back to university to study for his writing uh, degree, Uh, so we wish him the best, and this was a planned week for him to be out. So I thought I would change things up just a little bit since Mark gave me control, and I would earn myself some additional geek points, as I'm willing to give myself as many as I see fit, so I, this week for the first time in a while we're doing a three way no I wait well, hell I've already said now we're doing a three way for the show <laughs> a trifecta um, yes. attack we're 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 try right. we may be tried and convicted after this I'm not 100% <laughs> certain but it is that possibility and we have someone new on the show we have Mr. Timothy Chatton welcome to the show Tim Thank you I'm excited to be here this is one of my
0: my more, my favorite podcast because uh, you guys just get so crazy on this show.
1: Crazy? I what show are you listening to? This is perfectly <laughs> really? normal. We're calm. And- no, no, no. My mother <laughs> had me checked. I'm not crazy. Yeah, my mom had me tested, and I have a piece of paper that says not crazy, and I have it tattooed on my backside as well. See,
0: I now get that reference because I started watching The Big Bang Theory just like a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, minus twenty geek points if you haven't been watching it before now, Tim. You're. I did find that point hilarious that Sheldon was
0: excited about only 100 Twitter followers. He must not be a true geek. This is true.
1: Yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah. funny because uh, I as have as to. As a young Padawan, we have a lot of work to do with you. Yes. Yeah. And and that, my friends, is the voice of the five thirds a Beatle, as we like to call him. Uh, Mr. Mike McPeak, welcome back for two weeks in a row. Get it? Two. Two for the price of one. Mike is back with us. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, not too
2: bad. I'm ready for this thing. And I I think with Tim here, this is going to be an interesting night. We might – we're already you know, kind of – for the people listening to the other podcast, we just got done uh, getting uh, Not Another Mac podcast out. So we've been talking for a while here, so we're all kind of wired and amped. And we've kind of got the nice, polite stuff out of the way with Not Another Mac podcast. Now we're ready to just kind of get geeky and silly here and – We're just going to let our
1: geek
0: play like That's my bedtime, you know.
1: Oh, we're sorry, Tim. (laughs) We can tuck you in, little fella, if we need to. (laughs) But I'm ready because I have my bottle of water on one side and a bottle of Coke on the other side, so I'm going to be hydrated and wired both at the same time. Or jumping around in your chair. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm wearing my kilt, so that just makes it that much better for Mike to get that mental picture of me in my kilt. Well, well at least minute. we got something on down there, you know. Yes, this is true. I am, I am clothed. Unlike Mike talked about last week, where he podcasts naked, and I'm sure we soon hear about
2: half naked the,
1: from the waist up. Better half, half naked from the waist to the side. What? No, say
2: that again. No, no not waist water. No, from the waist up.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I'm just trying to get that straight. Yes, folks. And the other, the other thing that we should tell you is it's uh, about ten forty Eastern time. Uh, on a Friday night, I've had a very long week. I'm sure the other guys have had a very long week. So, yeah, almost anything is possible tonight, and yeah. it may be probable. We're not 100% certain. You're very much overhyping this episode. It
0: could just, you know. <laughs> it could <laughs> it fall flat hard. on its
1: face, well, yeah. Well,
0: intelligence might happen, but we're
2: not making any promises.
1: Uh, this, Yeah, this is true. And we'll have right. you tested if you seem to be become, become, becoming too intelligent. So uh, let's see what uh, we we. The first thing, because I've heard some more talk about it, and I and I get the questions. Has have I bought any more thumb drives this week? Now know. has the uh, Earth gone around the sun again? Well, I haven't bought any yet, but there's new sales starting tomorrow, so there's always that possibility that I will buy. I did reclaim a couple more thumb drives and got them back, and I was given another free one this week. So technically, I got a new one but I didn't pay for it. Does that help with my addiction? No. Oh. You, you, um, you have, you have to no. Because
0: if, you know, you get free crack, it's still not good for you.
1: We're, mm. Okay, I'm not going to touch that. We're no, <laughs> from the kilt to crack. No, this mm. is not be a good connection. <laughs> yeah, we've... we've yeah, there we go. Yeah, let's, we're
2: yeah thumb off. drives. Um, Elon, I, I put out a tweet last week that you were in a torture Mark with pictures of... Uh, uh, food and i told him all he'd have to do is torture you with pictures of thumb drives he said he couldn't buy that many i didn't get around to replying I, all he would have had to have done was go down to the store and just take a picture of him kind of fondling a bunch of uh, thumb drives there and you know that would have probably been enough to drive you crazy that would be thumb porn wouldn't it mm, well rule 34 you know uh, if there's anything on the internet there's porn about it so there you go
1: <laughs> that, yeah that's true I, every once in a while i you know, I'm a pretty open-minded fellow. I don't mind saying that, but sometimes when I do searches and inadvertently—and I'm serious—I do inadvertently hit things. I go, "Oh God, turn safe search back on, please." <laughs> I really didn't need to see that. You know, a 51-year-old guy does not starting need to start seeing some of these things. It's
0: well, well, well. Google, everything's—you uh, know—there is no safe search anymore. It's—it's. Uh, it's, do you want to see the most relevant results? Or do you want to be a baby and just look at this little tiny part of what might be there, out there, you know?
1: I don't – it just it, – it it floors me, some of the stuff that that people will take and, and pervert into something. Again, I'm an open-minded guy when it comes to a lot of things, but dear heaven above, I mean
0: – This world loves to pervert things. I mean, come I, on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, where you, where you start seeing – People torturing uh, stuffed animals and and stuff like that because uh, there used to be a Beanie Baby torture website or something I think at one point.
0: Oh,
1: you know, or, people were torturing. Or you mean maybe like somebody that takes uh, stuffed animals hostages? I've never heard of such a thing. That's an awful thing for somebody to do. Did, did you ever collect Beanie Babies, Kevin? Um, I plead the like, Fifth Amendment.
0: Uh, that's a yes, a thing. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, years ago when they first came out, my wife and I did uh, collect, and we didn't we didn't go aboard. She worked in a uh, Ben Franklin craft store. I don't know if you've ever heard of those or not. Um, I think they're more East Coast than anything else, and maybe a little bit of the Midwest. Uh, we used to, we collected some of them. Because I had a friend that had,
0: like, hundreds of these things, and, like, you had the McDonald's, you had these mini beanie bags, or beanie babies, oh yeah. or whatever they call it yep, and uh, I, I was into a, a, little, a little bit of that, it's been a while, I think I had a favorite, I forget what it was, like a white dog or something that was pretty cool. But,
1: yeah, but see, back when beanie babies, and, and I'm not picking on you, Tim, but back when beanie babies were popular, you were a kid, right? Probably I'm 26 we're, now. Is
0: popular this would have been what, in the 90s, or early 2000s? When, when was that? To 91, 92.
1: So.
0: Um, I would have been four if that was the case. I was born in 87. Well, uh, let me do a quick Google search for when beanie babies were a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, I, I was I remember in my mid I also
0: remember Cabbage Patch dolls.
2: That was a pretty big thing. I seem to remember people getting in fistfights at Christmas time because they were trying to get uh, the, just the right Cabbage Patch dolls. So,
0: here we go. It was from 1993 up until 1999. Oh. So, it had a six-year uh, lifespan.
1: Yeah. It they, they was yeah. really only about three or four that it was really hot.
0: So. And then the other three or four people just made jokes about them. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, and
1: yeah.
0: also in the Tamagotchis as a kid. Make fun of that as you will.
1: <laughs> they came back. Yeah. You had to
0: keep feeding it or it would die. Yeah. And then, and then I got Digimon and it was fun We did like uh, schoolyard uh, battles at recess and we weren't allowed them there. So it was kind of like, uh, under, uh, you know, uh, under hood
1: network or whatever
0: you call it to incognito battles. Lots of fun,
1: hmm. yeah. yeah. See, and see, you're fortunate. You had all that stuff. I was being responsible and working and, and doing all this. <laughs> <effort>. <laughs> when you were a kid, you just threw uh, spitballs at each other. <laughs> hey, we got a rock every year for Christmas, and we damn well like that rock too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we throw crayons
2: at each other. I, I I think she's passed away now, but we should have apologized to our. Uh, I think it was like sixth grade math teacher. I think she was a little hard of hearing, so she, when she would turn around to write on the board. Uh, all of us would stand up, we had like broken bits of crayons or whatever, we'd just all kind of stand up and throw them at each other, <laughs> yeah. and then when she would turn around, we'd all just be sitting there smiling all angelic.
1: I'm trying to picture you looking angelic at any point in your life. Mark. Well, I can fake it, you know, whatever. Uh,
2: <laughs> I just got to rewire my halo once in a while, it keeps burning out. Yeah. Uh,
1: that and the fact that it glows red probably makes it a little more difficult (laughs) well if I could just keep these horns from sprouting out of my head that would
2: kind of help the whole picture too but
1: well and the prehensile tail thing is is also another dead giveaway Yeah, it's hard to hide the horns because in school you can't wear
0: hats so it's a little problem there. Mm. now
1: we were allowed to wear hats but we didn't wear them because we were gangbangers we wore them to keep our heads warm
2: Well, see, I grew up on the farm, and uh, Mom always made sure I wore a, a hat because uh, uh, Dad got skin cancer on his uh, nose. And uh, after that, we always made sure we wore a, a hat outside, and we wore it the right way, with the bill over our face to protect our face uh, and just keep the sun rays off it, so you know we wouldn't uh, end up with uh, skin cancer. And so far, uh, fifty-one years old, and I haven't gotten any skin
0: cancer yet. So it's good. Yeah, yeah when, I, when I moved, to uh, – I lived in LA for a year or so and uh first day there i got so burnt and then like the next day i
1: bought a hat
0: and it worked out all right like <laughs> caps are a good thing because i hate putting on sunscreen
1: yeah i'm not a sunscreen fan either when i go out if i go out and do work in the yard and the sun's exceptionally bright i usually come in a little pink but
0: but, uh, I guess... but a good fedora I'll, I'll wear any day you know
1: yeah i like you know there uh is it your twitter yeah your twitter picture has your uh yeah,
0: that's my favorite head. hat in the world. Like, I, I love that hat. I feel like such a awesome adventurer when I wear that hat and I'm going somewhere exciting, you know.
1: Well, well we, I, we call just you the, Indiana chatting.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. Okay, we're good with that. <laughs> well,
2: see, I've, I've, always, I've always wanted to get a red fedora. Uh, just I because have one that's, of those.
0: If we had the video, I could show it, but that was uh, one of the hats I kept. It's we'll hold red and black, it, black. and when I wear it, people are like, "Why are you wearing your pimp hats?" Like, <laughs> I, it's my, it's, it's my, I'm excited and happy hat. I just want to, you know, have some color. You know, what's wrong oh, with it, that? It, it, and for me, it
2: would just be a, a geek joke that probably nobody in this town would get. But I mean, you've got your Linux uh, distributions. You got Red Hat, and they also have their Fedora project. So Red Hat and oh, Fedora, it's like. such a dorky thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, cool. I never I'm thought a dork. of that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a T-shirt. Find that find or... This is. I want to get a t shirt that says I'm a dork. Deal with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want one that says just get off my lawn, leave me alone, I'm old. Well, I want that one too. I, don't but I have mean, I, uh,
2: I'm the guy that wears the carpenter's tool pouch a little little one here i got my iphone in there i got my ipod touch i got a you know a backup battery in there so i can recharge these things i got a couple uh pen and a, a marker in there so i mean uh doing that kind of stuff doesn't bother me so why is that
0: why like a I manly just... version of a fanny pack
2: well not exactly i mean a fanny pack sounds like it's closed this is all open i can reach down there anytime i want and pull it out and i got stuff handy okay um, great for the thieves you know well yeah. it, it's made out of um uh, I should post some pictures online sometime. I should put it on my page because I did the uh, on our on, on my my Bard on the Plains podcast. I did Revenge of the Nerds. And I was talking about how they wore their pocket protector. And I said I have my version of a pocket protector, and I think I must have forgot to bring it in here. It Must be out uh, out there with my clothes, but um, it's, made it's made out of. He's uh,
1: podcasting naked, folks.
2: Kevin, get off it! And it's made out of you know. Um, oh, you know, carp—not carpenter's material, but I mean, it looks like a carpenter's pouch. So, you know, it doesn't look like you know a fanny pack. That sort of you know brings up whatever connotation I guess you ever you want to think about. But this one at least <laughs> looks like it's it made for tools to go in there. It looks like you know you could just—and I've always had a MacGyver complex anyway. Uh, I always want to be prepared for anything, so I, I just like having my stuff handy.
0: Now, There's, now, do you have a bug-out bag? Just Out of
2: curiosity.
0: No, uh, not necessarily.
2: But I like to have stuff with me. So I mean, you know, if we have to leave, I got money, I got car keys, I got my phone, I got everything else. I kind of got it with me. I don't have it. You know, uh, it would be helpful maybe if I took something silly
0: like food along or water. But I mean, I have (laughs) all the essentials. Like silly things. Yeah. I mean, I got. I yeah, guess. you can always dig and you'll find water. I mean, come on,
2: that's well, how you wells, right? We got a farm out there; it's a thousand acres. So I mean, if we had to, we could go out there and start, you know, harvesting, you know, whatever's growing out there, or you know, kill you ourselves and the animals and take chickens head off and start chowing away, right? Yeah, we don't have chickens, I like my chickens cooked. Raw chicken's bad for you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we could go literally live off the land if we had to. So I guess that's not such a consideration. I just want to make sure I got a telephone and you know a pen to write a letter if I need to. So
1: I got to have internets in my bug out bag. So I got my Wi-Fi with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's interesting. I don't carry a bug out bag. I guess because I don't I don't know where the hell I'd bug out to. <laughs> I guess if I well, had a place. Well, you know, the
2: thing is where we live, this is probably where everyone would bug out, too, out in the middle of South Dakota here. Because, you know, if there, if some sort of like a nuclear war broke out, well, Kevin, you're, you'd you be toast. Uh, I think we established <laughs> that a few podcasts ago. So I'll just
0: fly to Hawaii, because who's going to bother them?
1: They're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's well, what, t- I was going uh, to say, for me, the nuclear war would be, hey, look at the bright— and that would be it. it would- <laughs> well, and you said who
2: would bug Hawaii? Do I need to re- uh, remind you of December seventh, nineteen forty-one? So that's no, not exactly no, hard. fast rule Who does that? Come on. What yeah. you mean history repeating itself?
0: That wow. it never happens. Come on.
1: Yeah, Have you no. read
0: history books?
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the the nuclear submarines that are sitting there in Hawaii. No, nobody's going to pay any attention.
0: Yeah, to uh, who would want to bother those nice people out there? Yeah, no.
2: All they want to do is have a luau and, you know, and chill, but... Yeah, I mean... And, they want,
1: and they want to set condition SQ1 while they're having the luau, so, you know. Does anybody get that reference? <laughs> no. SQ1. What? You don't know what set SQ1 is? Where is, is that it? from Crimson Tide, the movie? Yes,
0: thank you. Yes, much. I remember like, so on the soundtrack. It was one of the tracks, I think. SQ1. Yes.
1: Set SQ- well, you know, actually, I have, I have a friend uh, who's... Uh, uh, uh spouse works uh, in the government I won't say what department but um, on uh, the spouse's tag they've got a new Mustang the tag says set sq1 so I think that's Ooh. pretty cool <laughs> very cool so but anyway now that we've talked about destroying the world being naked and where we're gonna go when we're destroying the world as naked people we <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going
0: down. Um, we well, spunk out at Mark's house, right? You know, uh,
2: well, we already yeah, bombed his of, house. Feed off of kangaroos. Yeah, there you go.
1: Don't you guys remember that that the United States already bombed Australia a couple months ago?
0: No, we wouldn't do that. We're nice people that don't like war.
1: No, we <laughs> don't. You guys didn't you seriously? Didn't you hear about that? Oh, refresh my memory. They were they were flying some military exercises with dummy bombs and they dropped them on the Great Barrier Reef by accident. Oh yeah, I remember that
2: now. Yeah, I, when you said the Great Barrier Reef, yeah, I remember that because everyone was up in arms because basically, uh, if I remember correctly, the Great Barrier Reef is technically a living organism, mm. um, and so yeah, they were bombing it. And, uh, a lot of the uh, the tree huggers were freaking out
1: over that. Yeah. That's when you nuke the tree huggers. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was bad form. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it's late yeah. on Friday night. You get what you get out of me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were we talking? We 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 went down a rat hole, and I'm trying to see what we were. What the? Oh, well, we started out with your your thumb drives. Oh, the thumb drives. Yeah, the thumb drive thing. Um, and then the there's another new piece of tech that I'm lusting after in true geek fashion. I played with a Chromebook the other day. Those oh things are boy. wicked. You're cool. one of those. <laughs> it's just cool. I don't have a use for it, but it's cool.
0: Yeah. I don't
2: know. I, don't know. I installed um um, well not Google, uh well I mean I got the Chrome browser on my um computer, but I also got I installed um. What was it? Jolie Drive. Yeah, which puts a lot of stuff on there, which kind of acts sort of Chromebook like you got different things you can click on for your um, your websites because it's all browser-based. Um,
0: now, now, in a Chromebook, can you do Google Hangouts, or is it not powerful enough for that kind of stuff?
1: No, it'll do it.
0: Okay. okay. It'll
1: do it. I, I, when I was buying thumb drives, I was in Best Buy, and there were Chromebooks next to the thumb drives. Of course there were. Well, but you can't use thumb drives on the
0: Chromebook. Am I wrong there?
1: Um, they have it, it. This one had an SD slot in it, but I don't remember if it had a USB port. Okay. It was the Samsung model that's like two hundred and fifty bucks, I think. You, yeah. So
0: you're not lusting after the Pixel. You're losting after some like cheap Samsung thing.
1: Yeah, because I'm not paying what they want for a damn Pixel. I don't care how cool that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy a MacBook Pro for that kind of money. Oh, boy. Because the, the Pixel's, what, $1,500, I think?
0: Yeah,
2: something like that. In that category. For you know something that I think has limited um, local storage, I think they had some uh, storage built into it. Uh, so you could store your, you know, if you want to do some offline stuff, I think that was rather limited. I think the idea with the Chromebook is you have to be, you know, basically online all the time for it
0: to really function well. Yeah, I don't get the use for it unless you're a school buying up all these computers for students to use. That makes sense. Um,
2: well, see, I thought it would have been kind of uh, interesting cause I talked to the tech coordinator at school there. And. Um and i don't know what she thinks but i thought it'd be kind of interesting cuz she's always talking about just before school starts cuz uh we have a you know a lap or it's uh, actually a netbook for every student in school and so they turn them in during the summer and before school starts she has to take all these uh uh, uh netbooks she's got to create an image for one and then reimage all of them and she's got to have the software and she's got to have all the updates on it and i think when she did it this year uh one of the updates got Borked or something like that so the uh uh Track pads on the uh, netbooks wouldn't work, and she had to go through and do that just before school started. And it was kind of a hassle, and I got thinking: if you know, you just had Chromebooks, you would store your basically your you know your boot image, or whatever, on a server, and everyone would access that. Uh, I, I'm not getting it, the tech quite right, but basically everything is server side. So if you wanted to uh, make an update. Or if you wanted – some teacher wanted to use an additional piece of hardware or something for a course, instead of having to bring all those computers in and put the program on there, you could just put it on the server and you'd be done. You'd also be able to update uh, – new software updates for, for security purposes on the server. You wouldn't have to rely upon all these little idiots to make sure that they l- click the little thing down in the corner to update Windows. So I, th- I saw several advantages. I'm not saying that it's the perfect solution, but for what they're doing there, and like I said, they're only running netbooks. They're not yeah, like I mean that is cool
0: it's it's great I mean yeah you, you need all you need on school computers for a lot of them is email basic texts you know inputs and right um, all the things you use the internet for or could oh, yeah. use the Internet for
2: or even in a business situation I think it would be kind of interesting because I know that, you know certain tech people because uh, if people bring in you know uh, computers or if they take them home or they're doing things that they don't, that gets infected with a virus, that would get to be a, you know, a situation. But if it's all server side, you could control what goes on in there, uh, and maybe be able to, uh, contain viruses a little bit better or be able to monitor people a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. I, I know the kids, uh, my kids all have, uh, netbooks that they use, but they seem to be, uh, I think of less. I mean, not that the netbooks of huge qual- quality. Uh, the product, anyway, but the my kids are always complaining. Oh, I got the crappy netbook when they passed them out in class today. You know, well, that's, oh, that's relative. Well,
0: run kids. I didn't have computers when I went to school when I'm young. Hey, I
2: was <laughs> happy with those abacuses that we used to use.
1: Oh, weren't you in a fancy
2: school system? <laughs>
1: We got a <laughs> like, bag of marbles, and that's all we had to have. And you promptly lost yours. I, but no, we marbles, probably ate them. Uh, you probably thought they were candy. You know. No, I lost my marbles many, 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 many years ago, guys. <laughs> I don't think Are I you the guy funny.
0: from the Hook movie?
1: Which one? I'm, I think I. Which one of my voices in my head is telling me I'm which guy in the Hook movie? Let's see. You're the guy who lost his marbles in the Hook movie. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. Is that the one with Robin Williams? Yeah. yeah. Steven okay. Spielberg. Come on. Yeah, I've seen it, but God. Oh, is that the old guy? Are we talking about the old guy? Yeah, the old guy. Yes, yes, thank you. I, I thought you were about, about that age. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm a little older than he was. About, I got about 10, 15 years on him. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You can kiss my ass. The. Uh, <laughs> but I hey, hey, look this way. No matter how much older I say I am, Mike's just a little bit older than I am, so I'm I'm uh, more seasoned than you are. Yeah, that might Pepper explain the or smell. Soul. You're seasoned. That might explain some smells we've been getting lately. Over this. No, I'm talking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but no, that. Uh, oh, crap! No, I lost my train of thought. Holy shit! I can't podcast this late at night. It just screws with my head too bad.
2: Well, that's your excuse for now. What's the rest of the time?
1: Uh, I'm dealing with you or Mark. That's the other excuse. <laughs> okay. With. So. Oh, um, oh, great! I'm a cont- uh, uh, carrier. You're a carrier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can carry my thumb drives. it <laughs> up. So we'll go back to there. Tim, you put something interesting in the in the notes. That's after my own heart. A Wii U. Yes. Launch
0: two. So, um, I do this show called the Nintendo Podcast, and uh, a I'm really, really into show. show. Um, sorry, say that again.
1: <laughs> I've I said a very reputable show, one of mine that I love to listen to.
0: Well, thank you. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd bring up this topic. Um, Wii U launched last year officially, and um, it's taken a while to get games and you know the OS updated and make it a proper console, and it's finally there. Uh, today marks the big relaunch. It's uh, now a single SKU at $299. All sorts of awesome games coming out, and um, it, it's, it feels like the relaunch and I'm excited to, to see how it does. Uh, my fear is though, like advertising it, it, Nintendo won't put enough money into it advertising wise. So people will still not think it exists. And I was in the best Buy today and they t- treat it like trash and, you know, they don't the best Buy doesn't do good displays for anything, but it seems like the Wii U, it's even less. So, you know. So well, um yeah. I'm, I'm a
2: console noob here. I mean I've uh, I've never owned any uh whatever games I play I always play on the computer. So now the Wii U I I'm kind of familiar with the Wii.
0: Um, what's the Wii U now? So Wii U take it's basically a, the Wii 2 basically. It's it's HG now. Um it's you got some fantastic looking games. But um, what I'm enjoying the most is the GamePad. Uh, a lot of people in the Apple press say, they, oh, they're just making an iPad. But it's really a controller uh, built around a screen. You know, it's almost like a handheld console that you have for your house. And um, a lot of the, my 3DS gaming, I do on the couch. I mean, I, I do a lot of – But um, so the point is you can play all of your console games on that GamePad itself while you're watching TV or doing other things. Or for a lot of games, it'll actually use both screens. So in um, one of the games, like Wonderful 101, you're actually drawing shapes on the game pad. Um, with Zelda, you're doing inventory stuff on the iPad. So, or on the game pad, sorry.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Freudian slip there.
0: Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the iPad there. But um, So you have some pretty cool uses um, of that second screen, which... Um, it doesn't feel this tacked on thing. It's completely integrated. You can actually plug the Wii U into like a hotel or like in the middle of nowhere. You can go to Starbucks, not even beyond internet, and it's a direct connection talk. So you can be doing, um, playing games on the gamepad without any internet connection. And it's, uh, it's, um, pretty cool. Um, it's, it, um, supports all the old Wii remote controllers. So, um, it's uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. Um, it's my first console since getting back into that world. I my last console I owned was like a PS2, so it's been like a decade for me. So um, it's been a lot of fun getting back into the gaming.
1: Yeah, I bought the Wii U. I think. I'm, yeah, I know I mentioned it on the show uh, when I did it. I bought it for the family for Christmas. Um and the kids play it, uh, and my wife plays it a lot more than I get time to play it. I one of the big things I used it for was when I wanted to throw YouTube videos up on the the television for everybody to watch if I'd seen something really cool. It's great for that. It was the first thing I had that was hooked to the TV here in the family room that would play uh YouTube videos reliably. So Yeah.
0: One of the interesting things though, like pricing-wise, Nintendo's actually evaluating the value of games and doing dynamic pricing. So Uh, Some of their games that you would expect to be $60 or $50. Um, Wii Fit U, which I'm excited about. I actually started doing the regular Wii Fit on the Wii U itself because it does backwards compatibility. Um, And I'm using – I'm actually getting good workout every night on it. I do about two hours a night, and I'm starting to lose some weight with it. But um, the new uh, Wii Fit U, basically, uh, you'll be able to buy this $20 activity sensor, kind of like a Fitbit. It does elevation and tracks – all that kind of stuff, um, it'll be $20 versus Fitbit uh, 1 is like 100 bucks and Fitbit zips 50 But this is 20 bucks. And if you buy that um, and you already have that balance board, uh, GameStop sells it for like 20 bucks. You get the game for free. So, um, And then they're doing some um, other interesting things as far as renting Wii Sports Club, which you can um, – now do online. So what I'm looking forward to is I got friends like down in like North Carolina and stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to doing bowling and tennis and uh, over internet and and just having a blast with that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the system so far quite a bit.
1: Now you have like I do. You have the Wii U Deluxe.
0: Yep. Yeah, which is nice because I get 10% back in all those online uh, eShop purchases. So. Um, I just bought Wind Waker HD today. I've never played Wind Waker before, and it's so a lot of fun so far. But I'll get five dollars back from that, I believe, whatever ten percent is. And uh, I've gotten a fair amount of ten percent back uh, coupons, and those are quite nice. Yeah,
1: Mike, I think you would enjoy uh, the Wii U, and it, like I said, it's dropped. Uh, that's a hundred dollar price drop from what it's, I paid yeah, for it. it's
0: two ninety nine, and the Wind Waker one's really cool because you get included with that one Of basically the Wind Waker HD is a download code which is 50 bucks a dollar game. If you don't want Wind Waker, I've seen people sell that download code on eBay for $40 or so um, Comes with Hyrule Story Digital as well, people are selling that for 25 bucks. So um, you can get in fairly cheap by selling stuff that you don't want or, I mean, Wind is a great game and I'd probably recommend playing it you know. Well, the- I've kind of thought uh, kind of thought about a you know a console at
2: you know at different times. I just never got around to buying it, and um, you know I, I haven't looked at it too close. Maybe I should look to see what they have for games because to be able to you know maybe sit upstairs and you know play a game or something like that. Now, can you do other things with Wii? Does it have a like you could play? Um, DVDs or blu-rays in it or not Nintendo
0: continues to be focused on like this is a game console and that's what it does so it has Hulu and YouTube but primarily it's for gaming um, it does it has virtual console releases so like earthbound was this um, like hundred it was like a $200 cartridge that was really rare and uh, a really fun game but um, so you can play a lot of the old SNES and NES games um, on that gamepad and stuff but it is for gaming so um, It it does, uh, it will do the video either on the TV or the gamepad itself, Um, and uh, so yeah, it has Netflix and YouTube and and Hulu, so uh, no DVD playback or anything like that, though.
1: Yeah, you'd have to step up to something like uh, the PS4 or the uh, Xbox One, I think.
0: Yeah, both of those do that. Uh, I'm kind of happy that Nintendo stays focused on just gaming, though, because I want my console, like, I already have an Apple TV and other stuff that does Blu-ray, like, I just want a box that's focused on that, and that's all they're worried about, making that experience fantastic. And that's, when I'm really enjoying that. Um, there's also a whole Miiverse community, so uh, this is kind of mocked initially, but it's resulted in a fantastic online community. Um, people are doing Amazing artwork through it. There, it's a really great way to ask questions about games you're in, and um, it's just a really vibrant and actually active community, which is kind of cool to see on the Wii U.
1: So yeah, Mike, you'd probably really enjoy it, and then see. Then I wouldn't be as afraid to play you because we both are old and have slow reflexes. <laughs> where Tim will kick my ass if I play him online.
0: Well, well, a funny thing, like, so I'm doing the console gaming. So a part of this was like. Uh, initially the wii u i mean its launch lineup was as big as the ps4 and xbox one war it was i think 39 games or so many of these were ports which a lot of people discounted because of course they already had the xbox 360 or ps3 i never had those so all of those games are brand new to me so like um one example was like call of duty 2 black ops um on Xbox or PlayStation, I'm pretty sure I would die within a half second of launching that multiplayer session. <laughs> On Wii U, I don't feel like I'm, you know, inadequate at gaming because I'm playing with other less hardcore people that all they do 24 hours a day is Call of Duty. So I think it's a more friendly and, you know, easy to get into community as far as that's concerned.
1: You need to play my son, Tim. He, he, he- He'd kick my butt, I'm sure. He's ten years old, and he just he thrills at nothing more than kicking Daddy's butt in a in a game so and yeah. when I start to kick his, it's like, "Wait a minute, Dad, you're not supposed to be able to beat me." It's like,, ha, ha, ha. Dad's still got a <laughs> few tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah,
0: but then the amazing thing about it, like Nintendo like designed the whole idea of that gamepad, basically they design this around the whole interface and design this console can be used without a TV. Um, so yeah. no aspect of the Wii U can be can cannot be done without uh, t- with with basically you don't need a TV for anything. It's it's self reliant upon that. So if I go on a trip and I want to bring my console games, I could bring that and the gamepad. Don't even need about bringing the HDMI cable and just enjoy that on the gamepad screen. You know.
1: Yeah, that's the cool part. That if he's playing something or somebody's playing something. Uh, and you say, oh, I want to watch TV program. Nope, no problem. Boop, over to the. And,
0: and the really bizarre thing is um, Pikmin 3, which I think controls best with the Wii remotes. Uh, they actually built a sensor bar into the gamepad. So you can actually point your Wii remotes at the gamepad screen and it, it controls it uh, amazingly well. So they, they, it's got crazy stuff built into that gamepad for cool, cool, cool possibilities.
1: And the, like Tim said, the best thing is it's backward compatible with, you know, we have a ton of Wii games. I, I'm sitting here looking at just a portion of them that are down here that are getting played down here. And there's, what, about 10 or 12 that I can see quickly. And there's a huge stack of games upstairs, you know.
0: Yeah, and I never owned a Wii, so it's like, I I've, I bought about 10 Wii games since buying the Wii U, because it's like, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, I, I want to play that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I never owned a Wii, so this is my first chance to play, like, that whole library of a thousand games. A lot of them are shovelware, but there's a handful of really good titles. Um, bizarrely, like, I, I realized today, like, or a couple of days ago, that the Wii U can play Wind Waker, it can play Skyward Sword, and Twilight Princess... Um, the Zelda games, and um, whatever the new Wii U uh, Zelda will be in a couple of years here, and my 3DS can play Ocarina of Time, and Majora's MASH should be coming out in the next year or two, so pretty much every 3D Zelda game can be played on current Nintendo hardware
1: in some sort of
0: optimized format for that console, which is really exciting that it that can happen.
1: The, the other thing, too, is if you want to get into, if you're not really sure and don't want to commit to 299 for a Wii U, when I was in Best Buy the other day buying thumb drives, they had uh, they had the regular Wii it was one hundred and twenty nine dollars I think.
0: Yeah, those are one twenty nine, which is dirt cheap. I mean, it's um, I I, I mean, I I would I encourage Wii U because it's like you're not getting new games to the Wii, you're just enjoying that back catalog, and with Wii U you get both a Wii and a Wii U built in together. So uh, I don't know. I think it's a uh, I think it's a cool uh, device. And um, so many exclusives, um, like PS4 and Xbox One, they're going to have a lot of shared content between each other. Wii U has so many just uh, A-plus exclusives that just won't make it to other consoles. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, you you mentioned uh, Zelda. I think I remember playing that. We we had a a Game Boy around here, the old monochromatic uh, Game Boy. I think I remember playing that one on there. We had a couple uh, cartridges for that, but that's probably about 20 years ago now.
0: Yeah, I'm brand new in the Zelda, because I could never play those as a kid. They were too hard for me. Um, so I finally, you know, got a 3DS and played Ocarina of Time for the first time a couple months ago. I uh, hooked up, uh, I, you know, since getting back into gaming, I bought an N64 and GameCube, so I then played through Majora's Mask, and now I'm playing Wind Waker for the first time, and Kind of going through, you know, uh, the Zelda's now, which is a lot of fun.
1: So I think it's perfect. Mike gets back into gaming, and we all hook up online, and I have Ooh. a chance to beat Mike. Uh kicks my ass, and then I and get we, my can, son we can we can play
0: Wii Sports uh, bowling online come uh, November. So we could have a big geekiest uh, show ever, um, bowling night. You know, we all get a six pack and. We just sit there and start bowling and try and not to throw the controller. And it could be like the, uh, the Big Bang Theory. We dress up in our bowling costumes, you know? Ooh.
1: <laughs> and try not to throw the controller through the screen. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know, I've had two people recently uh, one of my coworkers and a friend both lost televisions to uh, them throwing the uh, Wii Remote through the. I don't uh,
0: get that. It's like. Are they not wearing the jackets? Because, like, how do you throw that? Like, well, I don't wrong, use the wristband, and it's like, oh, my gosh.
1: Well, the one was a um, co-worker, and his, his young son did it by accident. It, it really was. And he he described to me, It's like, and the kid just felt terrible. You know, he ruined a 55-inch television. Ooh. Um, hit a dead square hard in the center. Was
0: he wearing the jacket on it? Because, like, the, wouldn't it just bounce off with the, 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 the rubber? with the? I don't know. I can't see If it's that. naked, I could understand because that's kind of slippery in the, in the naked Wiimotes, you know.
1: Yeah. But then the other one, uh, my best friend uh, growing up, I was talking to him. It didn't completely ruin the TV, but he doesn't use it much anymore. Uh, it hit, like, about four inches over from the, I think you said the left side of the screen, so it has all these like streaks and lines going up and down the left side of the screen so it's kind of useless but you could still use it but he said what happened to him was they were i think they were doing bowling and he was getting ready to do it and the dog walked by at the exact wrong time <laughs> and he went to try to miss you know not to hit the dog when he was trying to, to yeah. throw, and it still hit the dog and then it flipped out of his hand and that's when it hit the screen and, uh, yeah, he lost the television that way. He said that, that was a 42 inch TV he lost.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as like Nintendo, though, it's, um, I, I was, I, I'm recently getting back into civilized world with a real job and an apartment and not just, you know, <laughs> being a nomad. Um, so I, you know, decided, so hey, let's try gaming again. And I picked up, you know, um, the Wii U. And it's the, what shocked me the most was I always remembered as a kid that, you know, Nintendo games were good, but uh, as an adult, I'm realizing how much thought and just the little touches that they put into it, and just realizing someone thought about that little thing that just is so weird and quirky, and like the delight and just wild ideas that Nintendo like creates and the little nuances they put in their games, it's just so wild, because I've been playing iOS games for years, and uh, I guess I got used to what it was, but uh, I forgot how great um, Nintendo's game design and their little touches were. I'm waiting for them to
2: bring back uh, text-based adventures.
0: Well, they need to remaster like um, those those games. So you have like HD text. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? I mean,
2: ooh, HD, great. You know, I wouldn't have to be squinting at an old television set. <laughs> yeah. I'm flashing back about thirty years now. Do oh, I remember.
0: I, is that Spork? What? What is it? Uh What's the, what's the game? Oh,
2: crap. It's not Spork. It's some... <laughs> I know which one you mean. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Because the ones I played, um, they were on my old color computer. There was Sands of Egypt. Uh, there was Bedlam about being in an insane asylum. Actually, I'm kind of having flashbacks right now.
1: Um, to being uh, in an insane asylum or playing the game? No, being in
2: an insane asylum. Okay, but, uh, I want
1: to make sure we we're clear on that.
2: Yeah, I, I'm making notes here. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a wrap up. Um, and I can't. Those are the two I remember playing. Uh, and there's probably some. And you know, we had to, way back on old fogey mode here. But we, we, I would type in programs into the computer and okay, play them. Yes. yes, you know, you'd sit there and type in a whole, you know, magazine, or a whole program from magazine. And then you would uh, confuse a zero or a one, and that's oh. why I. That's why when I'm writing things out, I will draw lines through my zeros just to make sure that there's no confusion there.
1: Well, you know, I can beat that as far as text-based games. I don't know if you and I ever talked about it, Mike, but I had uh, the same friend who threw the had the remote go through the TV off his dog's head. He uh, <laughs> he used to work for uh, AT&T. He was a COBOL programmer for them. And this is back when we were young and single, and I was down visiting him. Well, every once in a while, he'd be on call on the weekends, and he had a terminal. He had an IBM uh, 360 terminal in his house, big old mainframe. And we'd be down there, and he'd say, oh, come on, we we log on to you know this multi-million dollar computer <laughs> data center someplace, and we're playing a text adventure game that's hidden down in the system somewhere. I can't remember what it was. And, you that, know, that's
0: pretty awesome, by the way.
1: I love yeah, that. I know. Over uh, We were playing it over a uh, I think we were playing over 1,200 baud modem at that time because he had one of the high-speed modems. So we were playing over 1,200 baud modem, you know, uh, however a million dollars computer costs, and we're sitting there, look left. You look left. You sit, you know.
2: (laughs) Examine, uh, whatever, you know. You're in a room. uh, Yeah, now I'm starting to think about some episodes of uh, uh, Big Bang Theory because they were playing like Dungeons and Dragons, which is – Sort of the same thing where, you know, you're in this room and you, you see, you know, a, a torch and a hammer in a chair and uh, you can use the hammer on the chair to, you know, <laughs> make a fire or something. And you had to try and sit there and figure out what it was you needed to do with all of these objects. And you just have to try typing in all these different commands to see what would work and what uh, what you could get to happen. And, you know, a lot of that was just you – know, you know, it, you, your imagination—you kind of had to picture a lot of this stuff, and you know, so you could kind of make it what you wanted it to be. But um, yeah, I mean, that was my first—yeah, <clears throat> my first—I think—adventure into like you know, computer gaming, uh, that or maybe some of the cartridges I had for my um, my uh, my color computer. But you know, that was some of the early gaming stuff where um, it was just you know, real simple, but and it was like all of. The fancy ones had, like, four colors to it, and you could do all kinds of things with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember playing uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, yes. a four-color monitor, and it was like, oh, wow, I scored with this chick in a hot tub on a four-color monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Le- Leisure Suit Larry was naughty. Oh, it was. It was terrible. I mean, this was, I was, what, maybe 20? One twenty-two, when I was playing that, and my mother walked by. What are you doing? And I went, I'm playing a game called Leisure Suit Larry. And she looked at it and she said, Why is that a girl half naked standing there? <laughs> you know, eight-bit graphics. I mean, it can't get that bad. So,
0: well, these days there's some pretty perverse uh, oh, yeah. sexual stuff in the games. You know, um, I'm not sure if there's rape yet, but it gets pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly.
1: Well, I think in the GTA games or is that what the, the yeah they, they get pretty gnarly and again as I said I'm an open-minded guy but that's just a little much for me especially
0: with a lot of those games are played by you know 12 year old kids like
1: ugh. well yeah.
2: I watched my son playing some of them uh, the grand Theft auto ones I can't remember he had I don't know if he had San Andreas I forget which ones he had. Uh, but he would be playing some of those. I would watch him there and yeah, you'd run up and you'd steal somebody's car, run over the hooker. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, mow down pedestrians, you know, something to that effect. And, um, of course I remember late night when we were playing some games back when I was younger and we just sit there and try to get silly and do stupid things. And, uh, you know, it'd be like late night and we're kind of getting, you know, kind of little sleep deprived anyway. We're just seeing what kind of really stupid things we could be doing. Uh, well, let's just you know, like flight simulators. Hey, let's crash it into the ground. Or
0: I do have know. fun loading up uh, Need for Speed, most wanted, you just running into cops and causing these big cop chases around the city. Like that—that that stuff can be fun. But I, I do get like panic attacks every now and then uh, with this running over pedestrians when I think about it because I—I've I, been ran over before and uh, oh. it's—it's a—it's a memory that does not leave your brain. Like. You, at random times you'll get flashbacks of you know getting killed almost you know
1: yeah d- d- I can imagine that would now the the kids like to play on my original Xbox that I have I have uh, wasn't the first it was the second Simpsons game that came out for it and I can't remember what that's called hit and run or what it's called. Um, Which is now a big iOS game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they love just you know ignore what you're supposed to be doing in the game and just drive around and run over people. When you can see as the damage goes up, then the cops will come. If you run over people, hydrants, you know, street signs, street lights, um, you know, hit other vehicles and all this kind of stuff. And then the game is to outrun the cops who are chasing you. If you can stay Oh yeah. At- you stay ahead of them, then they fade off and the damage goes back down and you start the process all over again. But and you do stupid stuff like that. I remember playing I think it was one of the Jane's flight simulator games. Can't remember I never could figure out how to play the game very well. I was I guess <laughs> I would have died if I'd been a combat pilot. But uh, we got to the point where we were playing it. We turned it into our own game where you took off in the F fifteen, you circled the airport, and you came back around and you went and you flew back down the runway And the trick then was to go up on the side and try to eject yourself into the tower. You know, (laughs) it's it's, you know, it's we we were getting killed by the enemy, so we figured, what the hell? We'll just try to eject ourselves into the tower. So, but yeah, the stupid stuff. And I remember trying to land a uh, using Microsoft Flight Simulator. I attempted to land a seven forty seven on the uh, Washington Mall. Didn't work very well. I got close, but it's still, you know, I took off from, from national <laughs> airport and I went right down. You just, I hit the monument. The damn thing wouldn't move. I mean, <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. All, the, all those kind of things are like uh I would play Quake and I would put it in the God mode and then I would go around with like a hammer and, you know, because then you're invincible. And I would just go around and start whacking on things. I'd go up to uh, like the the boss monster and you know, after about 3,000 whacks, you could probably kill it, but you're just sitting there just beating on it and, uh you know, um, or just go up to somebody that's uh, – you know shooting a machine gun at you you know, you know they're sitting there blowing you away and you're just hitting them with a hammer over and over again and uh, there's a certain uh cathartic release about doing something you know you've had a bad day at work and you just feel like letting loose you just put it in the god mode there and then you just walk around
0: <laughs> in you know indiscriminately beat the crap out of people The well, star wars games are great for that too you know really yeah and- get your lightsaber out and just go all
1: hog wild oh, with the stormtroopers okay. You know, one I used to like to do that with the God mode thing was do you do uh, either you remember Castle Wolfenstein?
2: Yes, that was a a predecessor. Did that come? It's before
0: Duke
1: Nukem. I have
0: never played that one. No,
1: it's. I love that game. I played that damn thing for hours. But I also finally found through one of the old BBSs, I found the Barney add-on pack for it. Oh, I think (laughs) I remember that one. It, it, it substituted for the for the Nazi guards and the SS guards. It substituted in Beavis and Butthead. And then it put Barney in for the big Nazi at the end. And as you get towards the end of the game, and you're trying to kill the big Nazi to complete the mit- to complete the game, and it- here comes Barney out saying "I love you," <laughs> and I'm <sitting> there going, <laughs> you know, in God mode, just trying to blow this dang purple dinosaur away. Now, now, did the the the
0: cotton like come out of it, or no blood, blood and stuff came out of him? Because that'd be great if they had like cotton, like the the you know he's a stuffed animal. So of course you know white blood or whatever it is is fine. Well,
1: well, you know that the that game makes an appearance in the movie, uh, uh, the net. There at the very beginning, have you? I, I'm assuming. You I guys, love the net. You know, at the beginning where Sandra Bullock's talking about the where she's talking to the guy about you know don't hit the escape key on any of your systems, and they and he's saying, oh you know this is a game. It's as gory as it gets or something. Remember, she, it's right near the beginning of the uh, movie. It's been way too long. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what the game is that they're playing. It's actually Castle or Wolfenstein or Castle Wolfenstein, whatever the heck it was called.
2: It's cool. uh,
1: Castle Wolfenstein, yeah, I think that led to Quake.
2: Quake kind of came from, well, it was all id games, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, so I think they did uh, Wolfenstein first, and then they kind of used, I think they used the engine from that, or they kind of took that engine and modified it, and then it turned into Quake uh and all of those games that came after. But yeah, uh uh Wolf Castle Wolfenstein was the uh, the grandfather of uh, uh I think all those id games if I remember I think it was where Id got started really.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other big game that Id had that I used to love to play was uh Commander Keen. I adored that game. I sat up all night a couple nights playing that game. I don't remember that one. It um, was a side scroller uh you had this little guy that went through the world. If you search on YouTube, there's some videos, um, you know, some of the videos of playing that game. And I actually had a version I found that long ago that would run an emulation uh, on a Windows 7 machine because I was doing it. Because this was back in the uh, Windows 3.1 mm-hmm. days and stuff like that. So. There was uh, a thing called Windows One. Yes.
0: yes. But- you don't remember that? How old are you guys? 50s.
2: We're early 50s. We're just about twice as old as you are. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty close to twice as old as you are. (laughs) Wow. I started out with DOS. I think the last version of DOS I had was 6.1. That was command line. You typed in... Uh, I don't remember that was the Execute whatever, or... Oh, man.
0: it My memory's fading now, but yeah, I remember launching all those games by... So do you guys, like, remember when, like, Atari was big and they crashed and, like, that whole oh yeah. thing happened? Or? I've
1: still got my Atari 2600, Tim. Does it work? Yes. That's very cool. I, I actually I still have my Pong game, too. Oh, Pong. Oh, I love Pong. Now, mine wasn't a Pong, Pong. It was, um... It was the Barney version right it, <laughs> that was way it was the Sears knockoff of it um, I forgot what they called it but it was the Sears knockoff of the pong game and last time I had it out it did it still worked my kids laughed at it um what's it used for like uh, TV
0: hookups is it the yellow cable or
1: can no, go RF uh, it's uh RF
0: and I still have I love that it goes through RF still that's funny
1: uh, and it had a little switch thing that you yep. had to slide on the back of it to switch it from TV to game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I,
0: still, I, I love it. that way, you know, boxes used to work through a cable box to hook up to a TV. that They, they didn't even have composite input back then.
2: Oh, no. The, yeah, the very first computer I had was hooked to a TV screen.
1: Yeah, and mine that, was.
2: The first one I owned was hooked to a TV screen. Through an was, RF thing,
0: though, right? Yeah. Mine
1: yeah,
2: was. Ours, or sometimes directly. I mean, if we weren't watching TV on it, you just hook it up directly. Because back okay. then, you know, they didn't have coax cables. So the TVs all had the, the flat wire hookups on there. The, the
1: 300-ohm wire, yeah, I think it's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Because I had a – the first computer I owned was what, a Commodore 16. Yeah, Commodore what? 16 was the first one I owned. Well,
2: I don't remember the 16.
1: The 20s were – and the, six, the Commodore 64s were the big ones. The right. 16s were early. I remember the
2: Vicks, but I don't remember...
1: The VIC-20? Right. No, the 16 was... Um, uh, it was kind of like the VIC-20. I mean, I, and I got it used. So, I mean, it wasn't now, even brand new when I got it.
0: Now, I see vintage board games in the list here. Now, what kind of sanitation w- would you go through if you ever wanted to actually play one of these 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 board games?
1: What do you mean sanitation because you don't know where the hell it's been
0: <laughs> Exactly you know I don't I know Mark you know it doesn't well, like, you mean, touch anything he doesn't buy originally you know
2: Do, do we have germaphobic issues here or something we touching I, I things thought, I thought, Okay. I think one of you may be um of that uh, persuasion Well Mark well Mark just collects germs for a hobby apparently but um, well, t- tend to do
0: that His his know.
1: middle name is Mark Petri Petri dish green tree so it's uh that's no I'm kidding. <laughs> it wouldn't um, be far off but, but <laughs>
0: they don't well, they don't have regular diseases in Australia so whenever a regular disease comes there they freak out. Well, I sneeze in an envelope and just mail
2: it to
1: him sometimes too.
2: <laughs> pretty, well, you see, maybe we were healthier back in those days because we did play these board games and everyone touched it and we got everyone's germs so we became acclimated to
0: the stuff. Yeah, you uh, dirt and sand and stuff. And we well, liked de- it, too. For dessert? Yeah. Right. I mean, what else are you going to eat?
1: While we were walking uphill both ways, barefoot in the snow.
2: Yes. <laughs> um.
1: But no, vintage board games, I, the, I've the i reintroduced my kids to a bunch of vintage board games, and they actually enjoy them. Um, they play Monopoly, uh, Life, and... Um, there's, what else have we done? I've got a couple others that I want to dig out. They're getting older now because I've got some of the Civil War board games that I have that they want to learn to play. Risk, they absolutely adore Risk. And my my Risk game I got when I was like 8 years old. So the thing's 40-some years old now. Um,
0: board games then, are like surprisingly expensive. You go to buy a new board game, like... Holy shit, you're not kidding. Yeah, I, I, that's a great business to be in. I mean, we should make well, some board games, you know? Were or those the, cards, Against humanity, folks. Like, that, I mean, playing cards. How much does that cost to manufacture? Well, and we were into Barnes Barnes Noble's a
2: few weeks ago down in Sioux City, and oh, we went goodness, in there. You have Barnes and Nobles in there today. Go, go on. Okay, yeah, and we were down there, and we were looking at them, I and they have. Uh, I don't know. I like playing Civilization, the computer game. Well, they had Civilization, the board game, and I think they wanted sixty bucks for that. And I'm trying to if I had somebody to play it with and I had a little bit more money to spend, I was kind of tempted just to see how the gameplay would be on a, a board like that. But yeah, you know, like you say, I looked at it and it went 60 bucks and I'm going crap. I don't have enough friends for that.
0: So yeah, yeah uh, Barnes and Noble. So I, I went there today cause, um, I wanted to pick up the book, Hyrule Astoria. It's kind of like a history of the Zelda written by, uh, Nintendo executives and stuff. Um, and it's $21 on both amazon.com and barnsdoble.com and, and on com, it said um, right next to the $21 um pick up in store so i picked i selected that and selected our local store it was in stock i drove there and i got to the register and she said $35 please and it's like it's you you want me to pay almost double the price i thought i'd be paying why is that? It's like, oh, we have different stores uh, prices in stores and we do online. And I, I asked her, it's like, um, so you don't price match your own online store? It's like, no. Um, so why why would I even come here if that's the case? Like, oh, because you want to support your local store? It's like, not not for double the cost of the, the book. I don't. And I just left. It's like, that's, uh, that's yeah. I mean, how do they expect to stay in business if they're not even matching their own prices online? Is I was so aggravated. So I, in the parking lot, went to Amazon.com and bought the book I went to Barnes & Noble to buy. I Yeah, I was pretty angry at those guys. Anyways, that's my little story oh. for today.
2: Oh, <laughs> you brought up um, uh, ordering online. I should get on it, and I hope it's still a deal yet. Amazon was selling uh, all five or six uh, Star Trek movies, either in DVD or Blu-ray, for... Twenty-one dollars. Wow, there's ten of them.
1: Yeah, there's ten uh, movies.
2: Well, I think this was. Well, I wonder if I can bring up the deal now.
0: Eight points
2: subtracted minus twenty. Well, now. I think they only listed six, though. Was the
1: thing? Well, now that I, we're, I, you might be technically right because Star Trek, as in, before it crossed into the TNG universe,
0: right? But there was still an original set of ten films before it ended.
1: But I'm thinking that, the, you know, if you talk about the original show, though, that was five... That might have been, you know, the, I'm just thinking why they might have broke it up okay. that way.
0: It's yeah, sure. Yeah, 60? Six would be the last in the Kirk movies.
2: Yeah, it's the Star Trek original motion picture collection. Um. So I'm trying to bring up... I, uh, I'm in my email. I'm trying to pull this up now. So, um, here we go. Learn more. Here we go. I found it. Oh, and there's three hours left. Um, yeah, listen, should, it's Star Trek's either,
1: one through six, yep. plus the Captain Summit bonus for thirty dollars.
2: Twenty-one forty-nine. Well, if you get the, you're looking at Blu-ray. Oh yeah, yeah. DVD. Yeah, DVD. So think- Twenty-one forty-nine and I should get on that cuz I think they had a promotion a while ago and it was like uh, 50 bucks this is in the um, normally it would be um
0: now now consider this um, I'm an iTunes guy I'm not sure if you guys like physical media or not but um, iTunes a couple weeks ago started a new bundle for all 10 original movies it's HD for $50 I so saw that $30 more but it's HD and it's all ten films, so I'm not sure if uh, that that would persuade you to to the iTunes.
2: Well, I, I, I'm not like Mark. I can. Yeah, I was going to say I could go either way, but that's another bad reference, um,
1: especially in a three way that we're having. So right, okay, that's a list. But
2: yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, I can do either physical media or I can do. Um, uh you know online i i kind of got a mixture of both uh it's a little easier to do online um cuz for uh, sci-fi tech talk we're going to watch um uh avatar and i can't find it streaming anywhere so i was going to buy it like through amazon but um so like i say i i can do either one but it's just kind of like i looked at this one 21 bucks that fits that fits me fine i did see the 50 dollar deal i really thought about jumping on that but Like I say, right at the time, I didn't have like the 50 bucks to do it or, you know, there was other things I should be spending it on or could yes. be spending it on. iTunes yeah, but,
0: is a dangerous thing to open on Tuesdays when they update them and all of these <laughs> fancy sales. It's like, ooh, $10! That's normally 20 because Because me, I'm such a geek. I know, like, oh, that movie's normally 15 that movie's normally 20 and uh, so I can find it. But still, it's like, that's $10. That just went out of my pocket because, like, I, I love uh, to buy stuff.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and I think what I would prefer to do, I would prefer to watch things on Netflix Um and if I really like it, because I know everything doesn't stay on Netflix for you know forever. Uh, so if it's something I really like,
0: I'll go out and buy it. And it but the ones I will buy See, will be I, the I ones... I like too much stuff. I've got like yeah. 350 movies on iTunes library, and I love all those movies. <laughs> yeah, well, wow. I'm more... That's a lot of movies. Yeah, yes. I'm more... I, I'm reminded, like, if I, if I do the multiplication, uh, just 350 times 10 is... Um, $3,500, and a lot of those weren't $10. A lot of those were $15, $20. Holy
1: yeah. crap, Tim.
0: And that's within, like, a year, two-year time period.
1: Wow. <laughs> it's all
0: good. I'm slowing down, but uh because, you know, I had a lot to, to make up for when I started from zero, you know, so. Well, that's slowing true. Down. But still.
1: But I still I, have VHS tapes, too, so.
2: Well, we got some of those around here, too, and I think we got some of them we used to belong to the, uh, it was it RCA that had the? Um, I know they had the, um, the record club. I think they had a video club too.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think they did. Um, Tim's going. What's a record? So
0: yeah, I've seen those, and I had a little plastic thingy that played my my uh, my lullabies when I was a kid. You know. <laughs> oh jeez, I, I remember Laserdiscs.
2: I I saw a oh, few yeah. of
1: those. I never had. My brother had a Laserdisc player. I remember watching uh, on Golden Pawn uh, was the first thing I ever saw played off of a laser disc. And I thought that was the coolest thing, but the things were huge, man.
0: Well, yeah, I I never had a laser disc, but, um, we had a broken laser disc player that we inherited with like one of our parents' house purchases. They left all this home theater stuff and it's like, what the heck is this thing? It didn't work ever. And, uh, but it always intrigued me because there were some, um, like Star Wars for the longest time, Star Wars and Laserdisc was the only way you could get like close to the high-definition versions of the original trilogy unaltered. Like That was a the thing. Um, there was some exclusive Alien uh, from Lee Scott content on Laserdisc only. So, um, yeah, interesting format. Um, well,
1: you know what was really weird was I remember getting excited when I went into Costco. Well, it wasn't Costco at that time. It was called Price Club. Uh, and I found the Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, in VHS format for thirty dollars, and I jumped on it, man. And I ha- I still have those three VHS tapes. <laughs> and we I think
2: st- I've got my father in law's back here somewhere, and I think I copied them over, and you know, so I got them on digital. I got them on my file server over here. But um, yeah, I, I remember that one
0: too. That you know, they're like thirty bucks, and you should get them, but. Um, my um my van, as a kid, we went on a road trip, and I had the original Star Wars Unaltered on VHS tapes, and it ate the last part of Empire. I was so furious, because it's like, you can't get those back. All they have are the special edition crap, I and mean, I couldn't buy it again. It's like, oh, no. Well, if <laughs> so I would have think- ate... Yeah, if it
2: would ate the first three star Wars movies that wouldn't have been so bad hey,
0: i I, I, I like the first three star Wars movies because when I was a kid I grew up to 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 I watched the other ones but I was like kind of of age when those were new and um I, I think they deserve we're talking episodes one through three now right yeah yeah absolutely okay I think the first one isn't uh is more like uh expanded universe doesn't really need to be there. But two and three, I think, are quality, you know, films that lead up to the original three. Um, Different, okay. yeah, they're not well, quite the same. What about Jar Jar
2: Binks? <laughs>
0: um, he's an annoyance, but I don't want, <laughs> like, he's just as bad as, I'd, I'd say, um, like the Ewoks can be at times. Okay, I need to go back and rewatch these. it. has been a long time since I watched it. I that. mean, Charger is less present in 2 and 3. Uh, episode 1 was... Um, I Like, I don't know. It's not the best as far as um, needing to be there for the story to make sense. Like, uh, when you do the um, machete cut, you don't even need to put 1 in there. Because you can go... Well, the way you should be watching is uh, 4, 5, 2, 3, 6... And I actually did a special fi- – I, I used Final Cut um, ten and made this wonderful like 10-hour-long version of Star Wars where I made it one big long movie, cutting out end credits and uh, seamlessly putting it in. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I watched it. It was fantastic. I did that with the Avengers as well. So I got all, um, all the Avengers movies, got this master timeline and did cuts between all of the films and some of them run in parallel and
2: that stuff's fun. Have have you seen those uh, – somebody posted online, some guy has done basically a rewrite of the first of episode one and two of Star Wars, and I think he's calling it uh, How Star Wars Should Have Been, and kind of he's taking the elements in the story but then kind of um, changing the story so it makes more sense or the story that he thought should have been told, not the one that we got. Um, I saw that for episode two. I haven't seen episode one, and I'm kind of going, okay, you know, that... Um, I, I can't remember what all he was addressing, but... Uh,
0: and in my, my my special machete cut, I, I used both footage from the original Unaltered series that I found in um, a fairly high-definition format alongside with the Blu-ray original, so I would cut out some of the stupid things, like Vader saying no at the end of Return of the Jedi, so I that was more of an audio thing in that case, but uh, so it was uh, it was a fun project um, for sure
1: that is to find the time to do something like that my lord. it was like a 500 gigabyte file at the end it's like, oh my gosh
0: I can't store this anymore it's so big
1: one yeah. hard drive just to store one movie yeah. That's unbelievable. It was, like, 500 gigabytes for the Final Cut
0: project. And then to export it, it would take my uh, – my, my I do this on MacBook Air. It would take, like, 24 hours to export it to, like, 100-gigabyte file size. It's pretty nuts. Oh, my God, Tim. Yeah. I have fun with that kind of stuff, though. I, I also did a, um, a 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, originally, Alex North was hired to do the score for that. Um, so the first half of the movie was scored with this wonderful score, and um, it was released in uh, early 2000s, a score um, by a uh, soundtrack company. They found the original tapes um, in Alex North's like, basement, and, I, and it, that came with liner notes where all those matched up. So I actually did a special cut 2001 as well with the original music, and that, that's another fun one to watch
1: oh man no wonder you watch so many movies you do all this work on them then you have to watch them yeah, you really do i mean i have fun with that stuff <laughs> i wish i had the time to do
0: that kind of stuff i, I it, 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 you know i don't do it every day but when i get in the mood it's a lot of fun to dive into that you know kind of work
1: i'm having to find a hard time to cut together you know make a, a five minute family video a video of our family vacation this past year and mm-hmm. You're editing ten hours of video together, and I'm god. I feel like such an asshole. <laughs>
0: well, wait but, until you you have to do slow motion as well with the 5S whenever you get that thingy. Ah, uh, yes. You have your slow. You can have slow motion of your your kids falling and crying or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I could I could have slow motion of me running in my kilt. That's what everybody <laughs> wants to see <laughs> on a windy day.
0: Well, I hear the slow motion actually uh, does. Uh, the audio fairly well like most times when you use slow motion audio it just ruins it and uh, the iPhone I hear actually does a good job with that Uh,
2: I think I I seriously need psychiatric help because when you were talking about taking pictures of you running in slow-mo suddenly I had visions of uh, the movie 10 with Bo Derek except you were running down the beach in your kilt Uh, I I need help (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) yes you do (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Or you could, you know, then that gets all all the way back to the whole mankini thing and Mark's problem with his mankini.
0: Oh, we have to talk about this mankini thing. This is ridiculous. So,
1: um,
0: so girls, they, they're, they can wear bikinis at the beach. You know, that's uh, something we all probably like that, that, that happens, you know, but, um, so girls, when they do competition swimming, you know, you know, for Olympics and stuff, they don't wear bikinis. They wear uh, proper, you know, competitive swimming gear. When guys um, go to the beach, you know, you don't need to wear a mankini because um, you're not uh, competitively swimming, right? I mean, when guys swim for speed, you want to be in that kind of gear. But when you're at the beach and lounging, who? Why would you want to lounge and basically be naked like you are in those mankini things? I, I, I Mark is, I think. Um, little bit psychotic there.
1: Yeah, I don't know what his. Thing. The worst part is the when the guys wear not only the mankini, but they wear them in white, and we all know what happens to a white bathing suit when it gets wet.
0: Yes, we do. Yes. I don't get like, is it a European thing? But then again, he's not European; he's Australian.
1: Yeah, Ugh. I don't. I don't know. The uh, I I I just had that picture pop into my head being down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, many years ago, and. Watching this guy that was probably about the age I am now or a little older, very hairy gentleman coming out of the ocean with a little white bathing suit on. Oh, it was just. I it's threw like up. if you
0: need those uh, parts of your body tanned, go to a tanning bed completely
1: nude and you'll be fine. And my <laughs> wife was just laughing at him. She said, I don't know what he's proud of, but oh, it was just. Oh, that was horrific. And
0: I imagine that could get awkward, like, for Mark, like. Mark, you know, sitting with his wife and he, he sees this girl walk by that's attractive and, you know, his, her, his wife looks down. It's like, Mark, uh, what's going on down there? You know, yeah. I bet that gets awkward. I don't know.
1: Well, he was uh, when he went on vacation recently. Uh, well, not real recently. They went up. They went north. New beach. Yeah, new beach. They, they No, he didn't go to a nude beach, but he was up there. They have these... What do they call them? Meter maids? Oh, I'd have to look. He sent me the thing from them. These meter maids that are like in bathing suits or something as they go around parking meter maids or something. Um, And it was just amazing. But he was too embarrassed to even walk up to the... uh, as I knock shit over trying to find it on my desk, he was too embarrassed to walk up to her and ask to have his picture taken with her. Gretel was telling him, go go ahead, go ahead, Mark, do it, do
0: it. Do it. I don't understand. That's really creepy. Like, you know, you're at, you are you're, you're you see this pretty girl, you know, let me get your picture taken with you. That's so creepy. So creepy.
1: Well, you know, I have people all the time come to me and say, would you get the hell out of my picture? I don't use it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're ruining my family vacation. You nasty old man, get the hell out of the way. So, yeah, I don't... I don't I'm don't. trying to find this thing here. Looking through all the different things that he sent me. I seem to remember
2: that picture. Didn't he put a picture on the internet?
0: Yeah, he did
1: put it... Uh, Mark puts winter? a lot of things on the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the coronation thing that he sent me. Know, where the hell is that? Here it is. Oh, I found it. It is... Yeah, it's a Meter Maid. Uh, Surfer's Paradise, the Gold Coast. Um, And it's this girl in a gold bikini that actually would make the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders look like overalls. Um, Go to www.metermaids.com. So, there's a... And this is the postcard... Oh my eyes! Must be get. I can't quite read. Gold Coast, Australia. Yeah. www.metermades.com Surfers Paradise. So and these women were just walking around, and they, people were going up to them all the time, asking the their pictures taken. He told me.
0: So, that is just so creepy.
1: Well, yeah, I guess different strokes for. Re- oh, that's not going to sound right. No.
0: Yeah. No. You know, Mark strokes. Uh, you know, things
1: differently down there. Well they they have that reverse motion in their toilets they, they they don't their toilets go counterclockwise when they flush them.
0: They don't use the uh, the Japanese toilets there
1: No 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 they, okay. don't. they Mark uh, Mark has uh, well, he and I had quite a long discussion one time about the reverse toilets and stuff down there. You'll have to go back and listen to that episode at some point. So. I think I remember that one. I think that was on the same episode where we talked about Kenny, the movie Kenny. So, yeah, it was it was quite different. Well, is guys,
0: that the possessed doll Kenny or
1: what is no, that? No, that no, was, that's Chucky. Kenny's the guy that um, he works for a porta potty place down in uh, in Australia, and that's his job going around cleaning out, delivering, and cleaning out porta potties. The movie is freaking hilarious. It's a mockumentary.
0: That sounds like a terrible job. wouldn't Oh, it's want.
1: hilarious. You really have to watch this movie. It is freaking hilarious. Um, I actually got so good, Mark told me about it and I watched a couple clips online from it. I bought the DVD. I had to have it. It's just I love that movie. As a matter of fact, I need to uh, make a legal backup copy of that to carry it with me more often. So. <laughs> but anyway. Well, guys, it's hard to believe. We've been going for an Almost an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. And, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, I said I was
2: keeping a list here. So this is a list I've got before we wrap up here. Yeah, you've got a kilt. Tim had a Freudian slip. I'm podcasting half naked. We had a naked wee. Um, We talked about mankinis and different strokes.
0: And someone so, lost uh, money gambling at Powerball. Stupid people out there. That was me. Yeah. Waste you, money, dude.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I wanted my chance at retirement. Damn it. My state <laughs> retirement is enough. I want my 240 freaking million dollars. Oh boy. But I tell you what, Tim, just for you, I will make you a deal. I will sell you my Powerball ticket for 10 bucks. <laughs> I'll <laughs> autograph it and send it to you. Oh, boy, you're funny. Yeah. It even had one number right on this one, so at least this time I did get one freaking number
0: right. At now. work, we have, like, uh, everyone, like, let's, let's as an office, all buy these tickets, like, I'm not wasting my money on something that's never going to win. That's a waste of money.
1: Well, see, I've never hit it. I've never hit it for more than, I think the biggest payoff I ever got was 100 bucks a couple times. I don't play it as much as I used to, but I used to hit it for 100 bucks every few months but that, that barely covered what I was paying in to buy it. But, hey, what kind of entertainment can you get for two bucks where you can dream about owning the world and then minutes later just wonder how you're going to buy the dinner for your family? So, I mean, you know, it's a it's a total high and low thing that you get out of it.
0: I suppose. I suppose. Mm. So,
1: but anyway, well, guys, I want to thank you. I think, uh, I don't know about you two, but I've had a blast sitting here rambling on. <laughs> who
0: needs Mark when we
1: got us, right? Mark who?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: Barbara, you got a, a triple scoop of awesome this week.
1: That's right, listeners. You had the triple awesome three-way old guys, young guys. What hand are we holding? The, the with
0: Triforce us? of Podcasters.
1: There you go. It's a trifecta. <laughs> that's what we call it in the horse racing game. You have a trifecta. So we'll let everybody know how they can find uh, each of us if they're still not too disgusted and want to hear more about what we do. We'll start with the uh, newbie on the show. Tim, let everybody know where they can find out more about you. Uh, Sure. So my username pretty
0: much everywhere is uh, T -t tchatten, T-C-H-A-T-E-N. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube is a big place. I do a lot of YouTube content there. Um, I do two podcasts now, um, three episodes every week, uh, two for the Nintendo Club podcast, um, which we record live uh, on a regular basis every Sunday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern through uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, That's over on my YouTube channel. We do the Hangout deal there and broadcast live. Uh, The first show runs 8 to 9, where we just dive into a focus topic with uh, Aaron Rivera, and then uh, 9 to 10-ish. Me and John, um, uh, uh, Wesley Armour, I forget, uh, he's got like two last names, so, you know. Um, uh, So then that's our normal, like, we dive in the news and what we're playing and all that kind of good stuff. And then um, I also do uh, the International Film Club podcast where me and Alex Barker just discuss one movie every week. Uh, um, We just finished wrapping up the Dark Knight trilogy and we'll be moving on to some other movies soon. Um, that will that's on YouTube as well, but uh, both those podcasts are on iTunes. Just search uh, for the respective titles, and uh, there you go.
1: Great, and uh, I do recommend, as I think I said at the top of the show, go have a listen to the Nintendo Club podcast. It's uh, one I don't hit every week, and I'm a little behind now again, but uh, I do thoroughly enjoy listening to that uh, the that show.
0: Yeah, My, we, we have a good time doing that one. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's 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 something I look forward to every every uh Sunday night. It's like, oh yes, I get to geek out with uh, my fellow Nintendo buddies cuz uh, there's no local Nintendo buddies here, so. Wow. Yeah,
1: I know the feeling. Yeah. All right, Mike, what about you? If the listeners don't already know how to get a hold of you or find you? And
2: if I haven't pimped my shows enough in uh, this podcast, uh, uh, I do the sci-fi tech talk uh, podcast with uh, Julie Keel and Jeff Sire. And we'll take a, you know, work of science fiction, a book, a movie, something like that. And we'll look at it and see what tech is in it. And, you know, if it applies to the day or if it, you know, holds up or whatever, or, you know, if we, you know, whatever we think about it. And so that can be found on uh, sci-fi tech talk.com. And, um, then I do my uh, Bard on the Plains podcast, where I look at stories that uh, that I've liked uh, throughout my lifetime—a book, a movie, a TV show, uh, even a few music- a musicians along the way. You know, a story of some sort. I'll look at it and kind of you know tell a little bit, bit about the story and what I think of it, and you know kind of how it's maybe influenced my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that can be found at uh, Bard on the Plains. Uh, Dot blogspot.com I'm on Twitter at DSC chipman and I have an about dot me page at about me slash Mike mcpeak
1: wonderful and uh, please pass along my uh, uh, the uh, uh, crap sorry that I can't remember Jeff's name God. sire sire uh, I always get to talk I say yeah it's Julie Mike and uh, and I always draw blank but it's because I've never actually talked to Jeff I've actually talked to you and Julie Mike well, that's times.
2: true and he's so. from Canada, so we'll blame it on that.
1: Okay, we'll blame the Canada for that one, then.
0: Sure. So, yeah. Now, Canadians are weird, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah, so now Summer's going to give me hate mail and, or send me Morse code of bad things. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, of course, as always, you can find me. My name's Kevin Alder. You can find me at uh, big underscore in underscore VA on both Twitter and app.net, or you can go over to my about.me page forward slash kevin alder if you want to know more about the show uh go over to geekiest show ever.com and uh give us a rating on itunes we really appreciate it, it helps the show get gain a little more popularity so uh, i want to thank you guys for being here and between now and next week please please don't forget to hug a geek because they need it that's right
0: you're listening to the g-man on the MyMag.com
1: podcast.
0: They're conjuring with our minds. I wasn't ready. I think I think it would sell, like, insane amounts. I am the devil. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> okay, so you heard it here first, folks.
1: There's going to be a new, cheap, colorful iPhone. The low end will be 399 and the high end will be 499 Okay, so you think in the fall. So if yep. they've not released a cheap iPhone by Christmas... Mm-hmm. I can go over there and punch your face. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. (laughs) Yes, we will.